The LA Kings are shut out in a loss to the Leafs, and changes are coming to the lineup, including the call-up of a certain talented young prospect. We've got details on that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the LA Kings were shut out for the first time this season in a loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We will have a recap and some analysis on that game. The Kings are making lineup changes to try and break out of their current offensive slump. We'll give you details on that. And the Kings made an interesting roster move, calling up Brant Clark and putting another player on waivers. We'll discuss that. But first, the Kings lose at home on Tuesday night to the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you missed it, and you might have because this was one of those ESPN Plus streaming-only games, we've got a quick recap for you, although not a lot of great things happened for the LA Kings in this one. And even though the first period would be scoreless, the Kings did not play a very good first period. They were outshot 11-6, to and for the most part were outplayed by Toronto. LA was fortunate to not be trailing after one period, but the Kings' luck would run out in period number two, despite outshooting Toronto this time 13-11. to Kevin Fiala would turn the puck over along the boards in the Kings' zone. William Nylander would take advantage, scoring a goal. Later, Drew Doughty would turn it over in the Kings' zone as well. Going along the boards, uh, the turnover happens. Philip Deneau uh, let his man get behind him and a pass from the boards. Uh, had Cam Talbot all alone with the shooter who scored to make it 2 nothing. Also in that second period, the Kings made some line changes to try and switch the momentum to limited success. LA would outshoot Toronto 12-7 in the third period, but still could not get a puck past former King and now King killer. Martin Jones, William Nylander would score his second of the game into an empty net, and the Leafs would skate off with a 3-0 victory. Cam Talbot allowed two goals on 28 shots in the loss. Kings fall to 29-5 on the season, 45 points, 7-7-3 at home, and have now lost three in a row, albeit to some pretty good teams, Vegas, Edmonton, and Toronto, but they are now tied for the longest losing streak uh, so far this season. Checking the game stats in this one. Uh, again, final score, Toronto 3, LA nothing. Uh, as far as the shots on goal, LA actually ended up having more than Toronto, 31-29. to 29. Uh, There were no power play goals in this game. LA was 0-3, for 3, Toronto was 0-4. Faceoffs won, favored the Kings 33-30. to 30. Block shots goes to Toronto 26-22. And the hits favor the Maple Leafs 21-17. 
So what did we like and what did we not like about this game? What we do after uh, every Kings game. And there's not a ton to like from this one. Um, now I know that some people, or I saw some comments on social media. Some people thought this was the Kings worst game of the season. I would not go that far. Um, but certainly maybe one of the more frustrating games of the season. Um, but what did we like? There were a few things and the play of Cam Talbot was something to like. He played good enough for the Kings to win. Uh, if your goalie is only allowing a pair of goals per game, you should have, and you're a good team, you should have a very good chance of winning that game. He gave the Kings a chance to win. Now, on that second goal, he did try a poke check, missed on the poke check, and when a goalie does that, he's pretty much in no man's land, and the shooter can put it into a wide-open net, but he got left in a tough, tough situation. Again, the Kings' turnovers in their own zone, uh, that's not certainly a responsibility of Cam Talbot, so... Um, I would say that right now the Kings have some issues, but it's not, it has nothing to do with their goaltending. Cam Talbot is still playing solid hockey. So you've got that. Um, one of our keys to victory for the Kings, we talked about it in our Tuesday show, the preview show, uh, was to contain the Toronto Maple Leafs' talented offensive players. And the Kings did that for the most part. Austin Matthews, who leads the NHL in goals, didn't have a point in this one. Mitch Marner, very talented player, also was held without a point in this game. Now, William Nylander did have two goals, but really only one of his goals was a factor in the game, the empty net goal. The game was already decided, and that just padded his stats a little bit. Um, so the, the Kings actually did contain the Maple Leaf stars in this one, for the most part. Uh, as far as one of our other keys to victory, it was to not lose the special teams battle, and the Kings did kill off all four of Toronto's power plays. Toronto has a top five power play in the NHL. So the penalty kill is still there. The defense for the most part was still there and the goaltending was still there for the LA Kings. So what did we not like? Well, obviously the offense is an issue right now. Anytime you're shut out, that's an issue. And they weren't shut out by no disrespect to Martin Jones, uh, a goalie who had a great game. Uh, our third key to victory for the Kings was to play three solid periods. Well, they didn't play one solid period, frankly. So obviously that did not happen. And that was probably the most important thing for the Kings. Uh, we talked about it a little bit early, but way too many turnovers for the Kings in their own zone. Sure. Credit Toronto with some of that, with, you know, skating hard, putting on pressure, good four check. But I thought it was more with all due respect to Toronto and they're a good team more bad decisions and bad execution by the Kings again in their own zone. Way too much, way too much of that. No shot mentality in this one for the most part for the Kings. Now it got better as the game went along. Uh, but, and again, no disrespect. It's Martin Jones in net. And yes, he has had the Kings number over the years, but this is a guy that was basically picked up off the street by the Leafs. Uh, if they had, you know, their goaltenders healthy, he wouldn't even be in the NHL right now. Granted, he's done a pretty good job for him. He's a veteran guy who's been around the block. But, you know, again, the Kings need to put shots on Martin Jones, who's been bouncing around the NHL the last few years, and they didn't do it. And Now, granted, the Kings didn't have many quality grade A scoring chances in the game, but when they did have a decent look at the net, they missed the net. And again, it's Martin Jones. Make him make saves. Put it on net, maybe you get a rebound. But when you shoot it wide, you've got a zero chance of scoring. So putting shots on net, again, the Kings did outshoot the Leafs, but they had other opportunities and it seemed like they were trying to pick a corner. That's something you do on the top goaltenders in the league because you know they're going to make the, the saves most of the time. I just thought they had they they needed to have a much better shot mentality 
against a goalie like Martin Jones. The power play. The power play is a disaster right now. Uh, It's back to where it was two seasons ago. Uh, It's back to being something that is draining the team. It's not providing them any kind of life or any kind of spark. As a fan, you don't get excited about it as opposed to last year because you have a feeling right now nothing good is going to come out of the Kings getting a power play, not even some momentum, not even getting shots on goal, you know, getting, getting, holding the puck in the other teams and maybe tiring out the opponent. The Kings aren't even getting shots on goal. Um, it's, it's the, the power play has, has regressed. Um, now, last year, they brought in Jim Hiller, the assistant coach, to specifically resurrect the power play, and he did a wonderful job. Uh, but this year, and I know it's been talked about, the injury to Victor Arvidsson, the Kings have too many left-hand shots on the power play, and that's fine, but I could I could understand not having Victor Arvidsson and having all the left-hand shots. I can understand that, that being a factor in the Kings' power play not being quite as good as it was a year ago, but to this extent, and are you telling me, and again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have the intelligence or the, the acumen of an NHL head coach or assistant coach. I don't, but there's nothing the Kings can do to change this up, to remedy the situation. Are we just literally going to sit back and hope that things get better if, and when Victor Arvidsson returns, uh, it, it, let's do something different. We're making changes to the lines to shake things up. How about we make some changes to the power play at this point? Cause it is not getting any better. And I don't think just keeping the same thing going game after game is going to suddenly just make it better. Not with the power play, maybe with the offense, but not with the power play. Cause we've seen the offense do well this year, but the power play at first it was okay, but it's, it seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse as the season is going along. So uh, it's time to make some changes on the power play, start to do some different things, maybe mix up the personnel, uh, do something different uh, schematically, something. It, it, it's, the power play right now is really, not, it's not, not only is it not a positive, it's a negative for the LA Kings right now. So that is obviously uh, uh, something that needs to change. Speaking of the changes for the LA Kings, we've got some changes coming up. We'll talk about that next year on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Adrian Kempe scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds great, right? Well, you know what else sounds great? You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Uh, With Sleeper, you can pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers you 100 times payouts. And although we love the NHL, not just about hockey, you've got the NFL winding down. The playoffs are coming up. You've got college football winding down. Still a championship game yet to be played. And the NBA is going on in full swing as well. It is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks, and you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to $100 back on your first deposit, a match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So the Kings are having some troubles offensively right now. And a good friend of mine, Doug, the Ducks fan. Yes, I have a friend who's a Ducks fan. uh, He has an analogy he likes to use when it comes to teams having a hard time scoring or being in an offensive slump. It's a little outdated, 
but I like the analogy, so I'm going to use it. And it is the analogy of the ketchup bottle. Now, I know that we have those squeeze bottles these days, but maybe there's a few of you old timers that remember the ketchup bottles, or maybe there's a few old school restaurants out there that still has them. But if you remember, uh, it was an old glass bottle that had ketchup in it. And sometimes they were they were not the greatest things when it comes to giving you your ketchup. Now you could pound on the bottom of that ketchup bottle and nothing would come out. You could like hit the side of it, trying to get it to come out and nothing would come out. And maybe you'd even get like a butter knife and put it up in there and try and swirl things around, loosen things up a little bit. And finally you might get, uh, you might get your, your ketchup. Well, right now the Kings are banging on the ketchup bottle and nothing's coming out. Um, now it does happen to every team in the league at some point in the year. It's a long season and the Kings are in an offensive drought right now. Uh, I, I think eventually, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident eventually they're going to come out of it. Um, but, uh, instead of just banging away on the ketchup bottle and hoping it comes out eventually, maybe it's time to get the knife and stick it up in there and, See if it starts to flow. It was flowing earlier this year, right? Sometimes if you remember the ketchup bottle, you'd t- take off the cap and you and it would come right out. Everything was fine. Well, that was the Kings earlier this year. The ketchup was flowing. Uh, so not right now. So what does head coach Todd McCullen do to try and mix things up, get that ketchup flowing? Well, we saw it last night if you watch the game, uh, and that was shuffling up the lines. And apparently we're going to see that going forward on Thursday against the Red Wings. It'll be the biggest shuffling of the lineup that we've seen so far this year. Uh, so looking at the lineup changes, uh, it is going to be on the top line. Uh, Trevor Moore is going to be on the right wing with Andre Kopitar and Quentin Byfield. We saw it last night, uh, not last night, I should say. Uh, well, it is last night as I'm recording this, but Wednesday, we saw, or, I'm sorry, Tuesday against the Maple Leafs. We saw in the second period, the Kings change things up. They put Trevor Moore on the top line. Kopitar and Byfield with him. And we saw that in practice on Wednesday. So it looks like that is what the Kings are going to do going into the game on Thursday against Detroit. So again, Trevor Moore on the top line, the Kings leading goal scorer with Andre Kopitar, Quentin Byfield. It looks like Pierre-Luc Dubois has been moved up to the second line. He still has Alex Leferrier with him, but Leferrier is now on the right side instead of the left side. And Adrian Kempe has dropped down from the second line, or excuse me, from the top line to the second line. The third line is going to be Philip Deneau, Kevin Fiala on his left wing, Carl Grundstrom on the right wing. And the fourth line looks like it's going to be Blake Lizat at center with Trevor Lewis on one wing and either Arthur Kaliev or Jarrett Anderson Dolan uh, on the other wing. Hopefully Arthur Kaliev, I know he's in the doghouse right now, but Jarrett Anderson Dolan, he doesn't give you anything. Uh, I, I, I understand why he's on the roster. Uh, he's a guy who, He's not going to get much better in the AHL and you can have him as the extra skater on your lineup. And if you plug him in after he sits for 25 games, you still know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, It's not a guy who, you know, they know that they need to play him more in the AHL to get him better. He is what he is at this point. He's just a guy that you plug in occasionally, but he doesn't give you much. So I understand Arthur Kaliev got benched for a game because of his poor play in the previous game. Uh, But it's, it's, Time to get him back in, uh, and uh, hopefully he can get some offense going because Jared Anderson Dolan is not going to do it, with all due respect to him. Now, as far as the defensive pairings, uh, we're going to have to wait and see on that uh, because Drew Doughty did not practice on Wednesday. 
and we were told it was a maintenance day. Uh, so the translation of that is a rest day for a veteran player who obviously plays a ton of minutes and guys like Dowdy and Kopitar. I'm not going to say they can tell the coach anytime they want a day off, but I also think that they have the clout and they also have the, you know, the standing with the team. No one's going to be upset if Drew Dowdy or Andre Kopitar say, hey, I, I kind of like to take a day off, a maintenance day, if you will, to kind of rest up for the next game. Now, if they're being honest with us and Drew Doughty is not injured, uh, then you certainly expect to see Drew Doughty in the lineup. But there was a change, uh, and the Kings may be looking for an offensive spark. Uh, the Kings just four goals in their last three games, so hard to imagine any of these moves that the Kings are making could somehow make it worse than it has been. Uh, but I don't think it's time to panic for the Kings. I do think it's you know, just be patient. I think eventually they'll come out of it, but why not mix it up? see what happens and see what changes uh, that these changes can be made to try and make things uh, a little bit better for the Kings offensively. So Brant Clark has been called up to the LA Kings and a Kings player has been placed on waivers. We're going to talk about the decision to call up Brant Clark, where we'll see him play potentially what we expect to see out of him and talk about the player that has been placed on waivers that coming up here next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. A snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Obviously, we love to bet on the NHL, but you can bet on the NFL as well. Of course, the Kings have a game coming up on Thursday hosting the Detroit Red Wings. Do you want to place a bet on the Kings to win that game? Uh, you won't think the over-under is going to be more or less than six and a half goals. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and bet all season long on the NFL and the NHL. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So the LA Kings face the Detroit Red Wings Thursday night, 7.30 Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Well, a little bit of a surprise move by the LA Kings, at least to me. Uh, the Kings calling up young star prospect defenseman Brant Clark on Wednesday, fresh off him being named the AHL Rookie of the Month, which we talked about on Tuesday's show. The former eighth overall pick back in 2021 had seven goals and 35 points in 30 AHL games this season. Now, those are great numbers, and we all know that Clark is on track to be a future NHL star. At least we, a lot of us think that's going to be the case. And his play this season certainly is deserving of a potential call-up, but I'm still surprised by this move. Um, now, it remains to be seen where Clark is going to be inserted into the lineup. Again, assuming Drew Doughty is healthy, uh, the Kings defense has been together for pretty much the entire season without any changes. And they've played pretty well uh, as a group, in my opinion. Now, the logical thought as far as where Clark would be is to insert him on the third pairing on the right side with Andreas England. And that would mean that Jordan Spence would be coming out of the lineup. It also means that Brant Clark would be quarterbacking the Kings' second power play unit as well. 
Now, do I think that ultimately Brant Clark will be a better offensive player at the NHL level than Jordan Spence? And could him being inserted into the lineup right now provide the Kings with a bit of an offensive spark, which they're looking for right now with the offense uh, slumping a bit? Possible. It's possible. Um, But it does suck for Jordan Spence to be replaced, uh, if that is the case, despite having what has been a solid rookie season, 12 points in 33 games. Um, I would have thought maybe he had a few more goals at this point, uh, but still he's played very solid hockey for the LA Kings. Certainly nothing that really would warrant any kind of a demotion or a benching uh, from Jordan Spence. So I guess the question is to me, why now for Brant Clark? Is this purely a move to provide some more offense? Uh, If that's the case, it seems like a little bit of an overreaction for me. Uh, let's see how the line shuffling works out as far as getting the offense going before calling up Brant Clark and re- putting in the lineup over Jordan Spence. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm a big uh, Brant Clark fan. I'm very excited uh, to see what he's going to do and what his career is going to turn into. I think he could be a very special player for the LA Kings. But right now, it seemed like he was doing well in the in the AHL. Jordan Spence was doing just fine at the NHL level. Uh, again, I'm I'm not opposed to doing this at some point. I just don't know if it needed to be done right now. Um, but again, if this is just something to try and get more offense for the LA Kings, I understand the move. Um, but of course, is Brant Clark's defense going to be good enough to kind of offset what he's going to give you, hopefully offensively? The Kings obviously hope that is the case. Look, excited to see Brant Clark play. I'm just a little bit surprised to see him called up at this point in this situation, but excited to see what he has to offer for the LA Kings and where they're going to use him. Uh, Now to make room for Brant Clark, the Kings placed another former first round pick defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot on waivers. He was the Kings first round pick 22nd pick overall back in 2019. He was the second of two first round picks for the Kings that season. Alex Turcott was the other one. Um, Bjornfoot has never really shown the ability to be like a Mikey Anderson type of defensive defenseman at the NHL level. Um, He's got no offensive game to speak of and his defense is just okay. Now we'll find out tomorrow if he's going to get claimed by another team or not. If not, then he'll be assigned to the Ontario reign. Um, His career numbers in the NHL aren't much to be excited about 166 career NHL games. One goal, 14 assists. He's a minus 18 for his career. He played in one game for the Kings this season, 10 last year, 40, excuse me, 70 games before that because of the Kings' injury issues on the blue line. Now, if the Kings do lose Tobias Bjornfoot, obviously that would be a first round pick that never turned into a solid NHL contributor. And that's a difficult pill to have to swallow for the Kings' scouting department. Um, But as far as what he gives you right now and what he can, be replaced by. We've seen Jacob Movarar this year. Um, he's a guy who can step in if there's an injury where the Kings would have used Tobias Bjornfoot. If they do, in fact, lose him, he Jacob Movarar could step in and I think fill the skates of Tobias Bjornfoot pretty easily. Now, one thing that could be working in the Kings' favor, and they don't want to lose Tobias Bjornfoot for nothing, um, but he is signed for this year and next year at $775,000 per season. Perhaps uh, there would be a team out there that would want to say, oh, a guy's a former first-round pick. He seems like he's okay defensively. Maybe we could bring him in 
see what he could do. Maybe he can make you know a change of scenery, all that kind of stuff. But do you want him for two years? A guy who obviously hasn't really done much to uh, show that he's going to be a solid NHL player uh, at this point of his career. Uh, so that might work in the Kings' favor as far as a team not wanting to claim him. So it, we should have a obviously the answer tomorrow, a uh, 24-hour window for teams to claim him, so we'll know by our next show whether he's still a member of the LA Kings organization or not. Um, and also maybe have a better picture, uh, some clarity tomorrow. As for Brant Clark, where he could play when the Kings do go through their uh, morning skate, see where he is in the lineup. And then ultimately, once they drop the puck against the Red Wings on Thursday, see where Brant Clark fits in there as well and see what kind of game he has as he returns to the LA Kings after a brief stint last season, a nine-game stint uh, with the LA Kings. But, uh, I, you know, look, it's it's not a great time for the Kings right now. A little bit of a slump. Things are uh, have dried up offensively. But I am excited to see how this new shuffling of the forward lines is going to get things going. And obviously excited to see where Brant Clark fits in in all of this as well. We'll again have a clearer picture tomorrow and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Lockdown LA Kings every day, tomorrow we will get that report from practice, see if any of our questions are cleared up at that point, and then we'll preview Thursday night's game against the Red Wings. Friday, of course, we'll recap that Kings-Red Wings game, tell you how those changes worked out or didn't. Also, preview a big road trip coming up for the LA Kings. And, of course, on a Friday, it is a Kings fan feedback show. Your questions, your comments on everything going on with the LA Kings and a lot going on certainly today with the LA Kings. If you want to send an email, email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. You can always leave your comments as well on the YouTube episode where you the comment section below. And we'd love for you to stay interactive with the show 24-7 by following us on X, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you on Thursday. And as always, go Kings go.